0: Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I have the great Clay Hayes on the podcast with me. Just back from uh, the most recent season of Alone. What's going on, man? How'd everything go?
1: Uh, everything went good. I'm sitting on top of the hill behind my house, it's a sunny day in North Idaho, and I'm enjoying the nice weather.
0: Cool, cool. Um, well, how? Um, I know you can't go into too too many uh, details, but uh, have you gained all your weight back? Um, I'm assuming you lost some.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm back to my normal weight, uh, about one fifty-five, one sixty, and hovering
0: around there. Cool, cool. Um, well, why don't uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit uh, about yourself, um, kind of what you do, some of the places you've got a lot of informational stuff out on uh, YouTube, uh, kind of where everybody can check yeah. that out.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I uh, basically folks know me from my youtube content which is focused around traditional archery and and bow building uh, i do a lot of self-bow stuff go out hack a tree down and, and whittle a bow out of it and then i do a bunch of uh bow hunting videos uh using those bows um uh, but my website is uh, twisted babe.com s-t-a-v-e people always i gotta change that man people always like they don't know what i'm talking about but um there's a bunch of videos on there and, and, and different things like that. And of course my, uh, my YouTube channel, um, got a bunch of videos on there showing people how to make bows, how to shoot bows, um, you know, bow hunting videos, things
0: like that. Gotcha. How, uh, how long ago did you start shooting uh, traditional archery?
1: I think, well, I had a, my brother found an old Ben Pearson recurve, uh, and brought it home to me when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12. And so I started shooting that, um, but I started really, like, you know, hundred percent committed to it when I was, I don't know, eighteen maybe. So that would have been nineteen ninety nine. Uh, started making bows and and started hunting with them. And I've done I've hunted almost exclusively with, exclusively with self bows uh, since that time.
0: Okay, so so people understand. And actually, let me let me rewind. So uh, Clay has given me a uh i wouldn't say a rash of shit, but a little bit here and there when I first started in two thousand and sixteen and uh in in total honesty i've I've had to eat a little crow some of the things he said definitely I'm a lot more in agreement with now than I was in two thousand and sixteen just coming from a compound but you have you you are kind of the uh what do i want to call it uh I I have recently gained the nickname Tradbow Jesus because of Braden, who's a smartass. But you would technically be probably one of the original Tradbow Jesuses. You you have an insane following, but you have never really shot like the stereotypical three piece, you know, custom recurve or longbow, or or you haven't in quite some time. I mean, your deal is kind of. You may not shoot as big of an animal sometimes, but it, it's more of the adventure and getting closer, th- things like that. I mean, you really seem to preach those types of things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think anybody that really has a love for hunting can have a great experience whether or not they kill something. I mean, it's, and that's what it really is about for me. It's it's about having a great experience. Uh, I mean, I was out turkey hunting with my young uh, youngest son just the other day and got Outwitted by a turkey, by a bird with a brain the size of a peanut, and had a great time because we saw we saw him strutting, uh, heard him gobble. You know, we were back and forth talking to him, and and didn't didn't end up killing a bird that day, but we still had a great time. I mean, that's that's part of that experience that I'm talking about.
0: Gotcha. For guys that are getting into it, um, I, I certainly do not uh, try to sell people on making. Uh, your own bow, nor do I think I'll ever probably dive into it quite that deep. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, it's not my thing, but I am, there's a lot of people that are into that. What's some advice you would give to, to guys as far as just getting, you know, into hunting? I know you take, you know, like you said, your kids out, you're all about, uh, you know, the camaraderie getting other people in the outdoors, but what, what advice would you, would you have for guys? You know, I get that question. Should I get a compound or a stick bow? Um, Give your, your feelings on that. I, I, I know you, you have, um, I want to make sure people understand the background you have. Some people get on here and they're like, Oh, it's another stick bow guy. Um, and you're not very good at uh, selling yourself obviously cause I'm trying to help you do it. So kind of what advice would you give people and how, you know, how long have you been doing this? How many animals have you taken? You know, have you been doing it with a, you know, your own self-made bow? Like help me out here and rub some funk on it, man. Like brag about yourself for Christ's sake. All
1: right. Um, well, I'm not very good at bragging about myself, but I'll, I'll try. Um, so I, like I said, I started shooting a recurve when I was probably 10 or 11, but then I, you know, that was pre-YouTube, pre-Google, you know, that was back in AOL dial up days. And so there really wasn't a whole lot of information on traditional archery, and, and that's where my heart always was, was in stick bows. Uh, but I didn't have the information. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anybody that shot, a compound or a, a traditional bow and everybody that was around me shot compound. So I went, you know, when I started deer hunting, I went and got a compound old bear Jennings and I shot that ended up shooting one deer with that before I started making my bows. Um, Like I said, I started making bows in about 99 and I've been making and hunting with those bows since then. And I probably, I don't know, over those years, I've probably taken close to 30, Big game animals with the bows that I've made um and then I don't all kinds of small game um, but as far as like somebody getting into bow hunting just bow hunting in general i'd say just go with go with what your heart says i mean if you if you like i had I always had a passion for For traditional archery. I just love to shoot those bows. I like making them. I mean, there's just something about that. Uh, and I think you understand that, you know, as well as anybody that, that, that love of traditional archery. Um, but if you, if you feel like you need to have, you know, some success, uh, early on, and you just want to be able to to do it with a bow and, and and hunt during archery seasons, then go get a compound. You know if that if that works for you. Um, you know I don't think I think if you start with a compound and later on you want to move into a recurve, that's that's absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, and I I think too on the other end of the spectrum, I mean if if you start with a uh, a stick and and you you get serious about it, but it's just not your thing full time. Uh, and, you know, you go back and forth between a compound. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, you know, with that either. I My views have changed significantly from when I started, uh, you know, to now. And I don't know. Do you remember some of the different uh, conversations we had in the beginning? Because I remember a few, but your memory is probably better than mine. And then I can kind of make fun of myself and you can join in on maybe some of the things, my views that have changed uh, <laughs> over the last four or five years.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember a couple of them. I remember we we talked about we talked about wounding rates a little bit, and then one one conversation that we had this was after you had uh, you got into traditional, and then you went back to compound for a little bit. And I think one of the last things I said to you was, "You'll be back." That like, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll be back to traditional because I could tell by the way, like there's there, there's people that'll that'll pick up traditional because it's like the cool thing, and those people realize real quick that it's there's not a lot of opportunity for for Instagram posts with big animals when you when you go that route. Not like it would be with a compound. Um, but then there's other people that that are into traditional because they like to shoot the bows, they they love the challenge, and I could just tell by the way that you talked about it that that you were that latter person. You you just had a love for the, for the bow, And so I knew that you,
0: you'd you'd be back. Yeah, you, you are definitely right about that. Well, I'd say some of the things, and I'm I'm only talking about this because I want people to understand how your views may change as well, especially in the beginning, because it's not an overly easy road to hoe in the beginning, especially if you don't have coaching. Thank God there's a lot of um, avenues for that. But I personally would choose the stick bow now inside of 40 uh, by far over a compound um, the majority of the time. There's occasionally, uh, you know, and this is I feel comfortable out to 40. That's not a distance everybody needs to shoot. Um, but, but just to put it in context, um, I, I have no issue. Um, uh, I, I would have no issue saying, uh, you know, swearing on a Bible. I'm generally going to choose a recurve over a compound inside of 40. Now I've had to cater my hunting, I guess you could say tactics, how I hunt and where I hunt, to make sure that I'm staying inside of forty. Meaning I'm not going to probably um, set up in open fields where I can drop hundred yard shots with a com- a compound. Obviously I'm going to I structure my hunt differently. I don't think a lot of people believe that, um, but it's true. Have you noticed? You know I I have a lot of guys that have bring up things like. I can't believe you go against compound guys in in regular bow season, and man, I don't uh, I don't have an issue with it, man. I'm good with it. I don't uh, I don't I don't mind. I don't I don't feel that that bow is hindering or handicapping me as much as I initially did. Uh, kind, what are your feelings on some of those uh, some of those things I just was talking about?
1: Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't understand somebody's – like what the question of why you would go against compound guys during the archery, like, like it's a competition or something, it's like, I, I hunt with my bow during rifle season. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I just like bow hunting. And so if everybody's out there with a rifle, you know, in a general, any weapon season, and I want to carry my bow, then that's what I'll do because that's what I love to do. I don't care anything about shooting a deer with a rifle unless my freezer's getting empty and then I'll go smack a doe. But as far as like you're talking about your hunting changing, like your, your tactics and the way that you approach hunting changing um when you have a stick bow in your hand that's you know that's a that would apply to like if you're the difference between hunting with a rifle and hunting with a compound like you know you're not going to set up in a box blind on the edge of a field where you're going to have a 200 yard shot with a you know if you're bow hunting you just have to change your tactics you're looking for those those staging areas where those deer coming out into those fields or, or whatever and it's the same same thing when you move from a compound to a traditional. You, you you might cut your effective range in half or or even more. And so, you know, you're looking for for those opportunities to get close and 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 you go with that.
0: And the reason I brought up the compound portion is you're right. It's not a contest, which I'm glad you said it that way. That's what I was hoping for. But also, you know, when you step out in the Anytime you step into the wilderness, in the forest, to go try to take an animal's life, the animal you choose, there's more than just that, meaning, yes, you may look at shooting a traditional bow as a handicap, but you can be just as handicapped by not practicing enough with a compound against other compound shooters. You know, it's all up to you, and it's not a contest. Uh, Well, I guess it it is a contest against the animals, kind of. You know, obviously, you're, you're trying to take an animal's life, your skills versus his, but If you put the work into it, I don't think it's going to be as much of a handicap as uh, people maybe let it let on or or make it sound. I think that there are times that if you are, you know, have six kids and don't have time to practice, that's one thing. But if you can put the effort in, I don't think people are handicapped as much as they, they think they might be. And I certainly have been amazed at what you you just become a better hunter is what I'm getting at. You become better at animal behavior, your field craft, woodsmanship, and, and you just work your, you work, you find a way. Um, and so I don't think that it's, you know, you could have a compound and never practice and, and be 10 times worse than a guy that practices with a stick bow all the time. It, it's not this huge handicap if you put the effort in, or at least that's how I look at it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree hundred percent. And you know what? What one guy might think of handicap as far as like you know reducing your um, your effective range, uh, I look at as an opportunity. And I've heard you talk about it in the past. It's like you 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 spend a lot of time watching and learning from animals. You know that you could have killed with a compound or could have killed with a rifle or something like that. And so it's a huge opportunity to to become better. You know, just because you have that chance to to watch and learn and and uh, from those animals, um, and to be, I, I think to be consistently successful with a traditional bow, it you've got to become a better hunter. But just simply because you got to get closer, and it takes. You know, this is one thing I've said in my previous some of my previous videos. It's like it, you know, getting from a hundred yards to fifty yards on a big game animal is not too difficult. Getting from 50 to 25 isn't twice as hard it's like 10 times as hard and then when you get from 25 to 15 it might be 100 times as hard so it just increases exponentially because it's you know you're once you're getting within that 15 20 yard range that's like these animals are evolved to you know detect and evade like cougars wolves bears things like that and that is where that's where those animals start to become effective. And so it's like you're out there, you know, the part-time predator and you're playing against all these, uh, full-time predators. It's like,
0: does that make sense? No, it does. And I'm, I'm glad I've got you on here cause you're better at explaining a lot of this stuff than I am. Uh, you, you know, and as you say, it may be a hundred times harder. It's not unattainable. You just have to be yeah. better. You just have to get better. Um, and you have to get used to, you know, failure and learning from the failure uh, as well. And when I say that, meaning take failure is a good thing. Failure isn't bad. I mean, it makes you better in the long run. So when I say failure, a blown stock, right? A missed shot, uh, you hit a limb, things that happen, compound or trad. But, you know, you are going to be, to, to me, if you stalk in um, and you get within 15 yards of an animal, and you're there for 5 minutes waiting for it to stand up and it blows out that's still a victory you got in that thing's living room and you may not have pulled the shot off you may not have taken the animal but you were 5 minutes from a wild animal for, you were you were 15 yards for 5 minutes from a wild animal you did your job i mean take that home as a victory there's nothing wrong with that you might get it on the next one you got to stay positive and you, you just got to become better and when i initially started all of this it was um more of, um, to prove a point than anything. And uh, I'm glad I did. I wish I would have started shooting a traditional bow many years ago. I'm glad I shot the compound and learned what I did from it, but I I just wish I would have started probably 10 years ago because of the fulfillment of getting closer. Even if you don't always, uh, you know, take the animal now I'm definitely not the Kumbaya guy. I I am, I'm more of an unapologetic, uh, hunter in the sense of, Yes, you can have a good time, and you will without taking an animal. But it is important to me because I eat so much wild game that I I gotta shoot something, and I don't mean shoot something every time. Like I'm not like bloodthirsty like that. But I I I would consider it that I'm failing at my job that I worked so hard for if I didn't take an animal uh, occasionally. But I do take home. Large victories, even when I get close and don't put an animal on the ground, I think that's another thing kind of hard for people to wrap their head around because you are learning from it.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree, and it's it's important. Like it's important for me as well to kill something um, because that's what my fam. That's what that's what we eat. We eat wild game, and uh, I fortunately, I, I'm very fortunate. I have a shitload of time to hunt. Um, and usually every year with my stick bow, I can kill an elk and a, and a deer, um, and then Liz my wife will shoot a deer and that, that, will keep us in meat. Um, but it's not, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, hunt for all season and not kill anything. You can, you can still be very successful with these bows. You just gotta, you gotta put in the time and you've got to become, you've got to up your
0: game. And, and I think that the world nowadays definitely likes to hit the easy button. Um, and there's no, I'm not, I'm not blasting compound shooters at all. I've got tons of friends that, that hunt with them. But as you can imagine, and, and you've been doing this, like I said, clay is the original trad bow Jesus, but I get a ton of guys that my bow just blew up my, you know, I can't get my, they're like, I'm, I'm done with this fucking compound and I'm going to a stick bow. Tell me what to do. And I, I, yeah, I, I love that. I, I, not that they're having struggles with the compound, but I'm like, bro, been there. And, and not that I was, str- I lost my love for archery. Um, and, and traditional archery brought that back. And not just when I say love for archery, I used to take, I'd call in sick to set up compound bows. When I stopped shooting a compound, I think I had three or five bows in boxes. I hadn't even opened, just had no desire. Now, I'm back in the game. Like, I'm calling in. I don't, well, I own the company. I don't have to call in sick, but I'm not coming to fucking work when I get a new bow. I'm playing with it. Like, that desire as a 40 mid 40s guy is back. Yeah. And tuning arrows and testing out broadheads and, you know, the same thing. Like, never in a million years would I practice sneaking up on 3D targets and reenacting shots with a compound now i'm like a little what do they call larper i'm a little larper out there like low crawling in and, and doing these different shots but that excites me and if that kind of stuff yeah. you've lost that love and compound pick up a stick bow because it will come back um i i, I yeah. think anyway
1: i i agree with you 100 i i hear from i don't hear from guys like that often but on occasion i hear from guys that you know they, they've been hunting their whole life and they just kind of they just kind of lost interest into it. And I'm like, go get yourself a stick bow and get out there and, and, and try to try to take something with it. You know, that's, it'll bring it back. Uh,
0: no. And, and I think I get it probably more cause, but our platforms are both pretty damn big, but I had a big platform of compound shooters. And I think that's why I probably get, I mean, cause that's daily uh, for me yeah. and, or I just, Hey man, I, i i'm not I, I don't have the excitement anymore i it's it's gone i i want i want to kind of do what you did and 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 strike that love back for i mean you know how it is you how old are you we're about the same age aren't we i'm 40 oh i got you uh but we're we're close you know i look back when i first started shooting a compound and first started hunting and how exciting it was and Am I going to get, you know, I was green as grass. It's a lot like the first time you had sex, right? You, you don't really remember what happened. You practiced a lot, but you didn't do worth a shit at it. And the whole way home, you just can't <laughs> imagine, you know, how am I going to make this happen again, right? But you, it was kind of a blur. Well, when you, when you do that with a compound for so long or a rifle, and you go from a rifle to a compound or from a compound to a stick, it re, th- that excitement and that unknown is there again do I have the skill set to put this animal down? Am I going to screw up? Can I hit, you know, there's all these things that were flowing through me like I was a teenager again when I picked up that stick bow, not to be over dramatized this, but it's true, right? I mean, that unknown, it's not as bad now, you know, having five years or so into it, but you know that first year I'm like this is gonna be an up real road to hoe i that the the first bear I shot I missed the first shot and got it on the second and all I could think of was I would have killed this thing from eighty yards right when I walked up with the compound well is that really hunting right I mean that's a big is that is that hunting or is that shooting now there's a little hunting in that but i I will say now that's a lot more shooting than it is hunting um and I'm not blasting anybody that that shoots. It's just now, when I've packed that animal off the the mountain, I know I've earned that animal shooting with a with a. Well, I've earned it from my skill set, not from technology, so to speak. Um, and and you talked a lot about that with me in the beginning. I mean, we talked about things like that.
1: Yeah. Well, you've put you know when you when when you move to a to a back to a traditional bow, you know you just kind of you put that challenge back into it. Like you were talking. Uh, taking an animal with, with a compound, just, you know, at first it was exciting. It was, there was a huge mountain in front of you, right. But over the years you, you learn, I mean, you kind of level that thing off. And then I, a lot of guys, uh, you know, you'll start trying to figure out ways to limit yourself. You'll start trying to figure out ways to make it harder. And a very common way to do that is, uh, just trying to take a trophy animal right like if you're after whitetail i'm not going to shoot anything under 150 inches or, or something like that
0: yeah i'm not um, i'm not capable of that clay i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> anyway go ahead <laughs> well it's um like I,
1: I i i would love to kill like one of my bucket list things is a bull over 300 with myself though over 300 inches but I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not going to pass up a spike to do that. He's just going to be the first one to
0: come in. Yep. Well, dude, last year I passed up a bunch of elk because I, the thing like, same thing. I wanted to shoot one over 300. Every day since season I've wondered why the hell I tried to do that because I like eating elk meat, and I am not a trophy hunter. And I'm looking back like I was so stupid. I would have been totally fine yeah. with a spike and happy.
1: Well, the one of the best things about shooting a stick bow for me is it's like you know you have you have trophy hunters right and they're after the 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 biggest the best and in an entire season of hunting let's say you might see that animal once or twice you might see the animal you're after once or twice and so it's like you spend all an entire and, and I'm totally generalizing here but anyway um, you you only ever get the feeling like you're like you're in the game you're really hunting once or twice while you, while you, when you see that animal. Well, me, hell, I'll shoot, I'll shoot anything. And so it's like every single day, you know, if I'm out there, uh, hunting elk, I see an elk like that one. I'm going after that one right there. And I'm stalking and I'm blowing stalks and I'm re, you know, starting over again. And so it's like, for me, that's what's exciting. You know, I don't, I don't care to go my whole season and only get, you know, you only see the animal that I'm really after once or twice. I want to, I want to I wanna be stalking every single day.
0: Yeah, we definitely need to go hunt together. And, and that's, uh, I mean, for, for me, and don't get me wrong. I have shot some big animals with a stick bow, some really good animals, but I can tell you right now, my excitement level when a doe comes in is a lot higher than when a buck came in with a compound in my hand. And, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I like that. When I say adrenaline, it's not, I mean, it's adrenaline, but I like that rush of, um, I say the unknown, kind of the unknown, but, you know, that, have I done everything I can to put this animal on the ground to my ability? And and am I going to make, you know, there's just so many things running through your head. And me not being the greatest of, um, I'm just not a trophy hunter. And, I you know, I've heard some trophy hunters make some, you know, slight sl- kind of slight comments or offhand shit talking about, oh, are you going to go out and shoot, you know, does all year? And I'm like, ah, man, I yeah. shoot a lot of stuff, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm going to shoot what I want. Um, and, and again, I'm sure I'll get blasted for this, but it's like, you know, you, you're a big fat fuck hunting with a rifle, then shooting shit 800 yards away. I mean, is that something really to be proud of? If you're going to start poking fun of stick bow hunters, and I don't have any issue with guys shooting a gun, but yeah. give credit where credits due. If a guy's shooting does with a self bow, and you're shooting animals at six eight hundred yards with a rifle, what was harder? You know, I mean, there there's there's validity, and and um, I I think there's uh, there's something to be proud of with whatever you do. And if you choose to shoot smaller animals or does with a stick bow, by you do what makes you happy and don't worry about what others think. And I think people do get kind of wrapped around that too. Cause the Instagram trophy hunting shit goes on. I don't see any reason for guys. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with a guy shooting what makes him happy. It's his tag.
1: Yeah. That re- that reminds me of a, a story. So when I, uh, when I first graduated with my bachelor's degree, I went down to, South Texas, down to uh, Texas A&M had a study on uh, whitetails down on one of those high fence ranches, right on the border. You know that big that uh, Golden Triangle region um, where they grow the big big bucks down there. And um, part of the job description had said like feral hog control or something like that. So I was like, hell yeah! So I I fletched up. a Literally, I had a pillowcase full of arrows. I think I took 10 dozen arrows down there with me and uh, one of my self-bows and I was just going to shoot the shit out of hogs. Well, when I got there, the lead technician saw my bow, uh, uh, saw me pull the bow out of the truck and um, asked if I'd ever killed anything with it. I said, yeah, i killed a couple of does. And he said, oh, what'd they score? Or no, I said, I, no, I've killed a couple of white tails. And he said, oh, okay, what'd they score? I said, oh, well, they were does. And he said, oh. And that was it. Like, he, it did not impress him at all. And he, like, these are guys that, you know, and if this is what you want to do, it's fine, but they, they would take a, uh, they had corn feeders on the front of their truck. They would drive down these long, straight roads called caliche, spewing out corn, and they'd sit in a box flying with a rifle and pick out the biggest deer that came out on those roads. And they, he was more, he would be more impressed by a 180 inch deer shot like that. Than than me or you sneaking up on a doe and shooting it with a thick bow, and I, I that I can't understand that.
0: Yeah, it's weird, and and uh, I I don't have any issues with guys that want a trophy hunt. As 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 we're talking about this, or I am. I just hate that the ones that trophy hunt a lot of times talk shit about new hunters or or guys that you know the size of the animal. And I, I get it. I mean, whatever. It it is what it is. But I. And I've said this many times, I would rather hear about a guy taking his stick bow out on a backpack hunt and shooting a cow. I'd rather hear that story than a guy shooting a 360 bull on the hill ranch. Nothing wrong with either one. But there's not much of a story in the one compared to the other. In in one, you're paying a guide and you're going out and shooting an elk. Nothing wrong with that. The elk are unbothered. They they haven't been hunted, you know, whatever. And then the other one, the guy's going against public land hunters with a limited weapon and getting it getting it done relatively green, you know, doesn't you know, his first pack out potentially. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on in that arc of a story. And I There's
1: a lot of nuances. There's yeah, a lot there of nuances go. there that don't they don't come across in an Instagram post. That's the thing.
0: No, you're a hundred percent correct. And you know, I don't wanna beat the the trad horse to death, but I definitely you know, there's something to uh, I think the biggest thing I I learned personally with all of this since I started was I was using technology and shooting ability a a lot more than I thought I was. Because initially when I was getting kind of bashed from stick bow guys, when I was shooting a compound, I did a podcast and I was talking about effective shooting ranges. Anyway, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've shot hundreds of animals with this compound. I'm I'm a great hunter was what was going in my mind and then that first year uh you know I'm like yeah that might have been a bit of a stretch uh you know consider like I I was using technology and shooting ability far more than you know I I can't do it now I mean I just I just can't take anything past a 40 yard shot um hardly ever in in 40s only happened a few times and most of them are you know, 8 to 24 yards, um, the majority of them. And every time I get that close to an animal, I think, you know, what would have happened, not every time, but I'll think what would have happened with the compound. I may not have pinned, been pinned down for an hour and a half watching these animals move around. I may not have gotten to see something I'd never seen an animal do before uh, because I would have shot up from 75 yards away. Uh, you know, what I learned and all that crap, I mean, it it, 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 it goes – it's hard to explain with words, I guess.
1: Yeah, and one of the, one of the most memorable hunting experience I've ever had was, was just like what you're talking about. I had a bull that was 50 yards you know, from me. He was chasing cows around, I mean, making these deep, deep guttural sounds. And then I had a cow that peeled out of his group, come right up the hill, and damn near stepped on me she spooked and luckily didn't, didn't alarm, didn't bark or anything. And when he saw her up there, he came running up the hill and stopped less than eight yards away from me, just on the other side of a big old gnarly fur and bugled and just rattled the ground. I mean, I could feel it in my chest. He was so close. I never got a shot at that bull, but that I will remember that till the day I died because it, that was the first like really close, encounter i ever had with a bull elk that was that was that fired up i mean you could smell him everything and it was it was
0: awesome and it's hard to convey that in words though sometimes i mean i, I know what you're saying because i've had it happen but even still i mean believe me i i missed a well they killed it with a rifle a 203 203 inch mule deer i think it was 32 wide at 12 yards in the cliffs I'll never forget it. It's not something I really want to remember, but I tell you what, you learn a lot. Uh, you know, there's a lot, I mean, and you know, it's funny and you can appreciate this. I was after that buck, um, kind of along the lines with that story with your elk. I hunted that buck for 11 days, that and a couple other ones, um, had to come out. Woods End up coming back into the high country late in the season. And I ended up shooting solo, maybe 125 inch deer. That 125-inch deer meant more to me than a lot of the bigger shit that I've shot because I <laughs> I had put everything I had into the hunt, missed a giant deer, blown a lot of stocks, and, you know, I'm nine miles in solo, and was the deer this giant deer? No, but I tell you what, as far as blood, sweat, and tears, that thing was worth more than anything else because every pound of that deer was worth a lot of, a, a lot of uh, maybe not monetary dollars, but... I put myself, self through hell to get that thing. And that is a story that season. I will never forget. Um, now did I shoot Would the story have been better with a 203? Yeah, but it's still pretty fucking good with a 120, 125 inch deer. You know, it was just a three year old buck, but my God, was that an exciting season?
1: You felt like you earned that deer. You know, you put a mountain in front of you, you climbed it. You didn't, you didn't take any help to get to the top. You did it all yourself. And that's, that's, that's where that sense of accomplishment comes from. Yeah.
0: And, and I think people, um, there's going to be certain characteristics that different people have that I think definitely should send them to uh, a stick bow more than a compound. Um, when, when you just talk about standard behavioral characteristics or whatever, I think there's certain people that are probably born to shoot a recurve more than others, you know, especially if you're goal oriented and, and potential tunnel vision or, or, uh, excessive compulsive disorder. You might want to grab a stick bow. That might be better for you because, I I, I think anyway. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, from what I've seen, certain personalities are, are are more catered to it. Do you do you think that?
1: I yeah I agree hundred percent. That goes with so many different things in life.
0: Yeah. Do you? I, is there anything you would change or do different? Um, you know, with your traditional archery career, is there anything you look back? you know, other than maybe get some coaching initially, which we probably all would look back and maybe do that, get rid of some bad habits, but uh, any, anything stick out in your mind?
1: I mean, the, the biggest thing, it, it took me so long. I sucked, man. I sucked bad for a long time until I finally started to figure things out. And, and you know, I couldn't, back then, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford coaching. Um, there was no instruction you know, on YouTube or anything, there was nothing, there was none of that stuff. Um, and even when YouTube came online, there was nobody like teaching people how to shoot and stuff like that. So if they I guess if there was one thing that I could change, it would be learning a little bit more about the fundamentals of archery to start with. You know, but even that, I don't even, I don't even know if I'd change it because that, you know, be, going through all of that and sucking so bad for so long give, gave me a perspective. Like, I understand what people are going through. Like when they when they pick up a stick bow and 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 they can't hit you know the broadside of a barn or maybe they can one you know one shooting session and they come back the next time and they suck like I get I get that because I've been
0: there yeah well I'm I'm really happy I had Tom Clum close to me uh because I skipped a lot of the really bad sucking because of him and. Uh, I'm very thankful for that because that was that helped me a lot getting going because I, I didn't I only had about three months of shooting before I started you know hunting and I don't think I could have done that without their help I had a lot of of help from those guys and it now though like with what you offer and Tom and the push there's a lot of you know the oh the Stick Bow Chronicles podcast there's a t- you know there's a ton of info out there that can really help people along and can, like you said, back in the dial up days with you, you were probably reading books on how to snap shoot effectively, which is not good.
1: Yeah. And that's, it was like, there was a little bit of information like in traditional boner magazine and stuff like that. But a lot of that stuff that was available back then, it was all about instinctive shooting. Um, which, and that's, you know, I tried to do that forever and I just was never very good at it. And I didn't start to figure it out. You know, I'd probably shot for 10 years. Um, and, and before I really started to dig in and try to figure out like how to really be consistent. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an absolute struggle.
0: So before we start talking about, uh, kind of field craft woodsmanship and I, I, we can't dive in obviously too much into alone, but talk a little bit about that stuff. What, uh, what were your initial thoughts when I picked up the stick bow, uh, and and then ended up going back to the compound, coming back to the stick bow, what were you, I mean, I know there's times you probably wanted to conk me in the head, and you're certainly not going to hurt my feelings. I mean, definitely don't hold anything back. What were you thinking kind of along uh, with all of the different things I was saying or doing and kind of how, you know, traditional archery is growing? Kind of sum all that up and semi-try to be nice to me. Don't give me too much shit.
1: Well, I mean, from, from what I can remember, I mean, you're, you're pretty arrogant to start with. But when you, like I, like I said before, I could tell that you, over time, you developed an like a real love for it. And when you went back to a compound, I know you had different reasons for doing that. But I knew just from the way that you were talking about, it, I knew you'd be back because you you weren't doing it for the reasons that you started doing it. You developed an, a love for it, um, and so I, I, you know, I knew that you wouldn't be happy you know, going back to the, to the compound and staying
0: with that. Gotcha. Yeah. And you're, I would say spot on, on, on all of those. And including the, uh, the, the arrogant part. And when I say arrogant, I was extremely, you know, confident. Uh, it, it, I've always been that way. And it's like, to me, it, my personality is that of I am constantly, I know I can do it if I just keep pushing forward and it definitely comes off in a negative way sometimes. I think though about six to eight weeks into it is about the time when I was like, "Why haven't I done this longer? Like, why? <laughs> this is definitely for me. Like that that challenge because I am how I am. That that challenge really kind of sparked inside of me. But you know, above and beyond, you know, you making fun of me. What, uh, what, what? With, with traditional archery going like it is, I mean, what do you what do you kind of think as far as? Is it going the way you're wanting it to go? Or are you liking kind of the, some of the things that are going on? you wish there were things that were different, um, you know, as far as the, the traditional archery industry or outdoor industry today?
1: Um, well, there's definitely increasing interest in it. Um, and I don't, I mean, it, I guess the way it's going is, is fine. It's good. Um, I had, uh, you know, my uh, YouTube channel keeps growing. Uh, people are interested in learning how to shoot bows, learning how to make bows, uh, you know, a much reduced subset of people that are actually gonna make their bows. Um but so you can definitely see the growth in the in traditional archery just, you know, me looking at my YouTube analytics. Um, but then there's like we had talked about, there's people that get into traditional archery because it's a cool thing to do. And then there's people that, that, you know, will actually have a deep love for traditional archery and traditional bow hunting and, and that latter group is that those are the people that are going to stick with it, you know, long term. Um, I think a lot of the other guys, you know, if you're in it just because it makes you look cool, it's you, I, I don't think, I think a lot of those guys kind of get weeded out, out over time.
0: Yeah. And I don't probably pay attention to that as much as I, I probably should. I mean, I see people grabbing recurves all the time and you know, I'm a bit cynical. So I'm like, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Cause you do have to have a love for it. You know, it can't be just like, Oh, this'll be cool. Everybody else is doing it. You do have to have that drive and passion and I say that to stick with it full time and, um, you know, I, I get, I'm trying to think the last time I was on, oh, I, something, I can't remember. I had a guy offer me, he's like, you want my compound three or four times. And I'm like, now I'm, I'm good. Right. But a lot of guys, I mean, if you, you rubber meets the road, and you're backed up against the wall, they might grab the compound. Nothing wrong with that. I just, for me, it makes me even more say, no, fuck that. I'm sticking this thing out. I'm going to get it done. Um, that's not everybody and there. You don't need to be like that. It's for me, it's just how my brain works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I mean, you're gonna, when you, when you have a stick bow in your hand, you're going to have lots of, you're going to have lots of situations where you can, where you have an animal in front of you that, you know, you can kill with a compound. Um, I mean, last was it, couple of years ago, I put out a video of a, a whitetail hunt that we do up in the mountains. And hell, I had the biggest buck of my life. He was probably 160 inches bedded 30 yards from me for 15 minutes. And I was out of cover. I, 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 I couldn't get any closer. And finally, the wind switch thing took off. I mean, I could have drilled that sucker.
0: I'm pretty you know, sure I watched that one of, thinking I wish yeah. I was there because I would have shot it. I, I, I will say I would have shot it at that distance. <laughs>
1: And and you would have, I mean, but you're a better shot than I am. I like that. That's out of my. I mean, I could have done that. I've shot I've shot elk at that distance before, and I I can make that shot in my backyard on a on a 3D target all day long. Um, But I, I just didn't feel confident at that time. You know, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't. You know, if I was in that situation again, and I felt differently about it, I wouldn't say that I would never take that shot. I just at that time, I just you know, I wasn't feeling it. So.
0: Well, and I don't know that I'd say I'm a better shot than you. I'm shot, shooting a lot more high tech equipment, which had, does. I've shot a few self bows. It's not for me, man. That I like. I like it because I like a custom like made bow. Maybe at one that time yeah. I'll try it, but I, I don't know that I would say I'm a better shot than you. I would say that equipment wise, I'm certainly loaded for bear a little bit more than you are because you're shooting some shit you made in your front yard, right? I'm shooting something that was produced off a machine, so.
1: Well, I mean it's it, I, you. You, you were probably within that three months of starting. You were probably shooting better than me. You know when I was had been shooting for
0: twelve years. <laughs> I had I had a lot of coaching, man. I had a lot of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't go through a lot of the struggles that you and a lot of others did because I had someone to you know Tom Clum and 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 the guys over Rocky Mountain. I mean, I had them there to help. But yeah, that was that's worth so much. Yeah, that's why I try to talk about coaching and, and getting, even if you don't have a coach around, but you got a guy that can shoot pretty good. I mean, just having someone to help you, uh, you know, it's huge. And I mean, obviously, anytime anybody asks me about a self bow, I just send them to you because it's just not my, you know, one, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Two, I don't have the desire to do that yet. It's hard enough with the custom freaking recurve uh to, to, to put tons of animals on the ground let alone let me go whip one up out of my tree in my front yard some people are like that though it's just there's nothing wrong with either one it's just what you're what you what what drives each person
1: yeah
0: yeah We're talking about drive um i I know we can't go into great detail but let's talk about uh whatever you can as far as uh you you recently being on uh on, on alone um when when has that aired yet is that airing soon when's that season coming out
1: uh, well, I don't know when this episode is going to come out uh, of this podcast, but the, the first episode of Alone airs June 3rd, 930 Eastern, uh, I think.
0: Gotcha. All right. You got to, you got to throw a little bit more in than that. So can you talk about whatever you can?
1: Um, all right. Well, I, I, I was on the show. Um, it was in, uh, Chilco Lake, uh, British Columbia, which is kind of, uh, Right on the eastern side of the Coast Mountains, there uh, massive lake. I think that lake's like 50 miles long. Um, but if you've seen any of the uh, like the promos and things like that on the History Channel, like they're really playing up the grizzly aspect. Uh, and I can tell you that is that that, that ain't no joke. Like that place was freaking crawling with bears. <laughs> um, there were bears everywhere, uh, and I think everybody. Uh, I'm almost certain that everybody had bears you know in or near their camp. So that that's real.
0: So what how did the uh the process go? Did you I mean I know because they've been bugging me but I mean yeah, a phone call and then you've got a basically interview for it. I mean, you want to kind of go over all that or can you talk about that?
1: Uh I think I could I think I can talk about that. Um so, you know, anybody can apply to be on the show. There's
0: you can get on the History Channel
1: website and uh, and put in an application. Um I was actually they, they had contacted me because someone had recommended me. Um, and then we just kind of went from there. We, you know, did a couple of interviews, um, and ended up, uh, being selected for it. And, you know, I, uh, even from the time, like I'd been talked to, or I'd been contacted by casting people before, you know, for various shows and never, I never got the feeling like, I wanted to be on the, the shows that they were casting for, you know, they were just felt contrived to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can think of a couple of shows that, that just you watch them. And anybody with a, a good knowledge of the woods is like, it's freaking ridiculous. Like that shit's never going to happen. Um, but when I, uh, when I talked to uh, the casting folks at alone, and I'd seen the show before, you know, I'd, I'd watched the show and was a fan of it. Um, I knew that there was if there was any reality show, uh, you know, that I was going to be on, it would be alone because that's the only one I ever had a really interest in being in. Um, but, uh, anyway, got the call that, that I was on, uh, that I was selected for the show Went, uh, got on a plane, went to British Columbia and we had to quarantine for a little while. Um, you know, because we had, uh, crossed the border. Um, and then you have a little orientation camp, and then they take you out there, drop you off, and you are alone. you're by yourself you got a camera a uh, a case full of camera gear, and uh your job is to stay there as long as possible with just a very very minimal uh tool set
0: so do you feel did you was your skill set up to par lacking were there things when you when you got finished that you were like man, I should uh hone this a little bit more. I mean, i obviously in whatever depth you can talk about, were you pretty confident going in and then got let down or were you confident going in and like, no, I I got what it takes. I'm in good shape.
1: Well, I was, I was very confident going in. Um, I mean, I think you and I, our personalities are are, are pretty similar in that regard. Um, I I don't think, you know, if there, if, if if you doubt yourself going into something like that, I don't think you're going to last very long. Um, but as far as skill set goes um i was I was pretty confident in in just about everything, but the thing is you don't know you don't have very long uh they don't they don't let you know where you're going very long before you you go out and so there's not a lot of time to prepare for that specific location and so you know my my uh my skill set is uh, you know, I've hunted in, uh, throughout the west and then I've hunted down south in Florida and stuff like that. So I've got a, you know, pretty wide range of understanding of the woods in, in different locations. And so, you know, I was pretty good with, uh, or pretty confident in my ability that I could go just about anywhere, uh, and, and be able to do well. Um, if there was one thing I think that, that I w- wish that I would have known more about it was uh, wild mushrooms. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't. I knew a few, you know, and I still. Uh, I I know a few, but I really don't know them in depth enough to be confident uh, to pick uh, everything that's available out there.
0: Gotcha. So like chanterelles and chicken of the woods, morels, things like that. Like you, you had kind of a a base idea, but just weren't certain yeah. that you weren't going to piss out your ass if you ate something or die. And so th- was there. Potentially times you might have been not as hungry hungry if you if you knew if you could eat the mushroom or not, yeah exactly yep. gotcha so i i i can't ask obviously too many more questions as far as it it goes, but um uh everybody tune in I'm a big fan of alone um we had um Jordan Jonas on here he won the uh, arctic season um i I just like the show because it. I mean, you do have to actually hack it out. I mean, it's not it's not too flared up. I mean, I don't know what goes on in the filming, but you're self-filming and everything else. I mean, it, it it it's definitely more my cup of tea. I, I, I really enjoy it. I binge watch them. I try to have the whole... I, with yours, I won't because I want to see how you do, but I usually wait for the whole season to come out, and I'll watch it in like two days because I just like... Uh, I, I, I like seeing what happens, and I've talked to my wife about this. It's not, to me... For some people, you know, if you ask any human on the planet, right? Let's say in the United States, how many people have gone more than twelve hours being alone before? And I say alone, truly alone, meaning, yeah. you know, not going to the grocery store. I'm not saying like having somebody in your house alone. A lot of people just can't handle that. Um, it takes a certain mentality, and so I think that pushes a lot of people off, even though they may have the skill set.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I think it's something that we take for granted, you know, like hell like we'll go out into the woods for two weeks, you know, on a hunting trip uh, by ourselves and not think anything of it. So, and it's, I don't know. I, I, I never, um, I guess I take that for granted. I don't ever think about people actually not doing that. Cause it's so commonplace for me.
0: Well, yeah. Well, obviously same, same on my end, but explaining that, to people that do, you know, potentially take it for granted. It's, you know, some people aren't made to solo hunt. They're just, can't do it. They got to talk to somebody. You, you probably aren't going to make it and win 500 grand or whatever it is on a loan. If you can't go on a solo hunt, but you and I or Frank or other people, I'll go on 10, 12, 14 day solo hunts and not really even blink an eye by, you know, by choice. So, you know, other guys can't make it more than two or three nights. It's just how each person's wired. So uh, I'm excited to see, to see how you did, man. Um, the 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 show by itself before you got on there was always uh, intrigued me so is there yeah. anything else you want yeah, to go ahead I was just
1: gonna say if people aren't familiar with it you know if you if you're into hunting and, and fishing and camping and, and being outdoors I mean it's a, it's a pretty awesome show because it is I mean it is absolutely real they I mean they they put you out there you've got ten items very very basic things and you it's up to you you either sink or swim Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out a a way to use your land to support you. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of survival skills that goes into it, but then there's also, it's like, it's a test of will, you know, you've gotta be able to, it's easy to find an excuse to leave. So easy to find an excuse to quit and you gotta figure out a way to get past that somehow. So its it's a great show
0: yeah i I can't recommend it uh recommend it enough well do you have any uh anything you kind of anything else you want to talk about or or add or anything like that and and definitely you know make sure to let everybody know where they can find you as far as the information uh that you put out there and and things like that
1: yeah the the only thing that I would want to mention uh is all right so so the new season of alone airs june third nine thirty eastern I've actually got. A new video that's set to premiere on my YouTube channel uh, at 8:30 Eastern, uh, so just like one hour before the premiere, um, where I'm talking about you know some of my motivation um, and strategy for being out there. So if if uh, if folks have the time and the interest to check that out, I'd sure appreciate it. I'm going to be out there, or I'm going to be on there, kind of chatting with folks as the as the video rolls out. So, um, looking forward to it and then also looking forward to, to the season. Cool.
0: And then let everybody know again, what's your, the YouTube page and, uh, you know, where can they find you on social, things like that?
1: Yep. So, uh, YouTube is just, just Clay Hayes. Um, Instagram is Clay Hayes Hunter, Facebook, all that stuff. And then my website again is twisted stave, like a boat stave, uh, dot com.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, man, I, I, uh, well, I say I wish you luck, but I'll I'll wish that uh, I don't see you popping out early. But I look forward to watching you, you know, on alone, and definitely appreciate all the info that you put out there to the uh, to the outdoor community, um, the the YouTube channel um that you 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 offer a lot of information on the on the channel as well as adventures so definitely check that out um yeah anything else you want to chat about man before we hop off
1: no not unless something's on your mind
0: no i think i'm good i think we'll probably have to do a follow up after the season is over and and do another podcast if you don't mind by that time though everybody in god's green earth is going to be pestering you on the podcast you probably won't hop back online but um I would imagine your social media status is going to go up greatly um after after the season goes through or whatever. Um but uh, but yeah, I'd like to do this again once kind of the season's over and talk about some of the stuff that went on that we that we can't discuss now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you need to get off your ass and, and uh get up here to Idaho and let's do some
0: hunt. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, at some point I, I I need to do that late season hunt we were talking about. I've watched that actually video that um I think you had four or five guys in in camp um that looked like a lot of of fun and a lot of exercise looked like there's a lot of climbing involved in that which is uh right up my alley so
1: it's a it's an absolute blast you'd love it yeah
0: well cool man well i appreciate like i said appreciate everything you do for the outdoor industry and traditional archery and uh thanks again i appreciate you coming on
1: all right man we'll see you all right take it easy